0: Hey, folks, welcome back to DC3Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. We are here to talk about Batman number 139. This the, Batman. Is, the Batman, if you will. This is written by Chip Zdarsky, illustrated by um, Jorge Jimenez. And this is the first issue that come, came out after the Gotham War, which sort of sets this new bat status quo. It's also the first part of an arc called Mind Bomb. It is a Joker arc. It's a, well, we'll get into more of it in a minute. Um, but, Vinci, I want to start with you on this. Did, I know that you you, you just historically have been the lowest on Zdarsky of of our crew here, although mm-hmm. I think you've liked this Batman arc more than you thought you would, or the Batman, the Batman run, rather, more than you thought he, you would. Um, so what did you think of this first uh, entry into this new arc?
1: Um, I'm torn because there are thing there are things I like about it and there are things I don't like about it. And I'm really not sure I'm going to straddle the fence as to whether I can say that I like this or dislike it. Um, let's, should I start with the things that I like or dislike? What
0: do you, what do you want? Uh, start with me? things you like, let's start uh, positive.
1: All right. Things I like, first of all, the art. Yes. Just all the way through, this looks so professional. And like, I know that's a stupid thing to say about, <laughs> about comics, but like, we were just talking about. Um, I was, I, we were dissing Mike Hawthorne's work on the, um, bookends on the, on the Gotham War stuff, right? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, this looks like, um, art that that dc's paying that top dollar for you know like this is like this is like um kind of as good as regular dc art gets right now having jorge jimenez in-house right like um there was an anecdote i think i brought it up on the show before about uh, over at marvel i think this was steve wacker like back when he Was the Spider Man editor? This this would have been like ten years ago or something, right? He said, "We, you know, you may like it or you may not, but we put so much money into Amazing Spider Man so that it's one of the most high quality books that we put out, and there's never there's never lulls in artistic quality. You know, they never put out something um, that they don't think is like top top." notch you sure. know at least when he was on that book and you don't think about comics in those terms very often and certainly i don't like to think about like talent equals money equals i mean i do because i think the talent should get paid right like right but, but 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 what you don't want to say like well that this art looks expensive right that's kind of like a dumb thing to say or like a, you know everybody should make a good wage who who is being published by either of these companies right right but capitalist society that we live in and the realities of publishing comics at the big two like when you look at it in those terms that that wacker used you understand what that means right and i think you understand i think you understand that batman is mostly treated the same way right now i would say the main batman title is treated that way like this is and maybe not things like one shots and bookends and things don't, you know, not every Batman book looks top dollar. Um, But this one certainly does. And I think the way that this story is told, so I'm going to slip in one of my negatives here real quick, but it's to, it's to illustrate a positive, which is that I think this story is incredibly ordinary. (laughs) Like, like from the crime scene that is staged to Bruce figuring out like what ties the Joker might have to this, to the Joker doing his twisted Joker shit. None of it is particularly novel at all. Um, I think like the idea that, that, that the Joker or somebody in connection to the Joker has knowledge of Bruce's past and the, and the, the the different people he's trained with all across the world. That's the one wrinkle of this that feels new, but everything else felt very like from Bruce walking into the Joker's trap uh, to even the, some of the things the Joker was saying, like none of it. We've seen that a million times. Right. But the Jimenez art is so good. So uh moody when it has to be like like this is clearly a bruce we're again meant to think that this bruce is in a very very dark place coming out of gotham war we saw him at the end of that really that's what chip run has been so far um and the way that that jorge sells that with some of this art like when he like when he walks into the crime scene he basically crowbars his way in and the cops look extremely concerned (laughs) and they can tell that he's here for business, like in a way that, that he maybe isn't all the time when he visits a a crime scene. Right. And that's all delivered by the art, you know, that whatever mood is captured and it's the, it's the coloring too. Who's the colorist on this? Um, Tomu Mori. Tomu Mori. Yep. Again, like those pages are just a wash in this color. That's like, That makes it dour and and dark and and like brooding in a in a way that it's supposed to, Um, in giving us the feelings that it's going for that. Where like um, another comic might not, you might not get the full effect of that across in the art, right? But it makes an ordinary story. The art being so good makes an ordinary story much better than I think it is, right? Um, and yeah, I'm ba- and-, and I'm babbling, so I should let somebody else talk. But like well, that's uh, what I re- that's what I really love about this issue. The art, more than anything else, is just really great, up my
0: alley, and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to piggyback off that for a second because I think what needs to be said about this art is that this art does not feel like what I would consider classic Jimenez. Like I feel like this is a different. I mean, there are elements that obviously feel very similar to his style, but I think that this feels like he's exploring new territory with his art. And I I think it is increasingly rare to see in on a big title like this, an artist taking a chance the way he is taking a chance here. It just seems like this is not what you get. When you get a big name creator on Batman or on Amazing Spider-Man or on on Candy X-Men or whatever, you tend to get somebody who is chosen because they can do something doing the thing that they're known for doing. And this feels like I don't know. I feel like I feel like this just has this, especially the first maybe third of this book has just a much moodier, much uh, more. Lurking in the shadows, more considered. And I, I I, hope this doesn't come off sound like I'm talking about be- being staged or posed because it's not that at all. I think Jimenez is a very fluid artist, but there's just something about this art that feels more um, deliberate and considered. And the action feels slowed down in a really satisfying way throughout, at least for me. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very dramatic. That's a good word for it, yeah. That's so why I agree. Uh, Zach, while we're on the art chat, you want to talk about the art at all?
2: Um, I guess I don't have a lot more to add than, you know, on to, you know, above and beyond what you guys have said. I I agree with pretty much everything you've said. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, Jimenez is definitely, I would say, probably in, like, the top five, top three, like, most – interesting exciting artist like working on a a mainline dc book right now um and this is i I maybe have a hard time saying that this is like some of the best stuff of his career because i actually think that like some of his like uh justice league and superman and super super sons stuff was just as good he was on super sons right did i make that up I think Uh, he was. I think he was like the initial artist. Boy, yeah, I don't remember. I don't feels
1: feels like a lifetime ago.
2: There's no way. It really is. There's no (laughs) way (laughs) to no way to check it. Um, but anyway, like that that stuff was also good. And this is this is different. But and it it's it's still I would say it's as good, but in a different way. Um, and I I am happy to see him getting to do some, you know, flex that creative muscle or get, get out there and do some, do some different things. That's very cool. Um, and, you know, I, do I maybe wish that he was on a different book? Yeah, but he is making, he he is definitely, I think like the most enticing part of this book right now, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's, that goes almost without saying, at least for me and my yeah. tastes uh, so Vince, what didn't you like about this?
1: Um well, I I already talked about how like kind of ordinary I thought the story was, um which which I guess I guess I wouldn't I, I all that stuff that I that I talked about, you know, the confrontation with the joker, none of which feels particularly novel, hmm. I guess it doesn't make it bad. it's just it's it's that criticism that we have from time to time where we just say, you know, we've seen too much, right? Like, like the mm-hmm. three of us have read way too many comics for this to be novel or exciting or like, I just can't read the, the the Joker torturing Bruce mentally in this specific way and think, uh, oh, wow, that's dark, you know, because it's been done so many times before. I mean, down to the fact that he's got like his parents murder staged with puppets or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on and, many, and, jason,
2: and, and
1: jason and yeah. and now, and now, Alfred, I guess that's that's the new that's the new one we're doing now uh-huh. um now, the overarching point, I mean, it's a completely natural point to be making that like, oh Bruce, all these people that are that you're close to in your life, um you you've led to their downfall or whatever, you've led to their deaths. Yeah, that's a classic thing you would have the Joker say. It's not like a party foul to be doing this story. It's just it's just been done to death. Like if I'm Bruce, do I even care about looking at an image of my parents murdered? Any like I've thought about it so many times. I've, the Joker has shown it to me so many times. Can it even piss me off at this point? If Bruce <laughs> no. has
0: ever seen a movie about Batman, he has seen this <laughs> many many times. So
1: <laughs> Oh again <Yeah>. um <laughs> Oh, I hate this part. Um, no, <laughs> uh, a, cu- a couple other things. Oh, one one funny thing that I don't care about. Like, I don't want to give the impression that I care about this. I just noticed it. It was like the one fuck up in the art that stood out like a sore thumb to me, which is that all the police cars say GPD Police. They're supposed to say GCPD. Like, has it ever been called the GPD? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't no, think um, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's really minor, but I I just noticed that and I'm like,
0: hmm, <laughs> where's well, the our, editor on that one? In our Patreon, we're gonna I'm gonna point out a similar small error that drove me crazy. Uh, I think I know oh, what it is. Um, is it the spelling of someone's name?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: Alan Scott. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: um. Anyway, uh, other things. Uh, I I. So I don't love the focus on Zurinar in this way. I think I may have tipped my ha- my uh, hand to this on an earlier episode, but I think like Zurinar is a seasoning that you should sprinkle in. Like the, like the intent of Zoranar from Morrison's perspective was such an interesting use of what was really just a silver age um one-off wacky uh other dimensional batman that bruce ran into one time and had to like help him with a uh problem on his planet or whatever. What morrison turned that into is something so interesting and fascinating and and subtle and and not overdone and now this is just every issue we're getting like Zur is in control. First of all, calling him Xur as if he's another as if he's a person or something. Like it's just weird. It doesn't to me it 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 flies in the face of what the intent of the Morrison conception of Zurinar is. But it also just comes it it comes off as taking this um element of Batman's persona that was unique and interesting. And just turning it into like a, a grinning bad guy. Like it just does nothing for me to turn this into an overt character that has become a villain alter ego, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't love that. Um, That's, that's personal preference talking. Like I'm sure there's, there's people that think it's rad that there's, uh, dimensional Zeranar Batman that are possibly going to kill the Joker. But to me, it's like, um, it, <laughs> it comes off as a uh, Zarsky had one idea he wanted to do here. And by God, we're going to see Zeranar as much as we can, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's from, I think it was in the very first or maybe second issue of his bat run. So
2: yeah, it's been all throughout. And and part of me does wonder, like, if I, I kind of, I don't really think this, but it's like, well, if I had the context from that first arc, which I didn't read, would I think differently about this? I don't think I would, because I agree with everything you're saying about, especially like, like, just how it's presented in this issue. Um over overdone over overwrought like watered down like those are all like terms that come to mind when when reading specifically like the zernar stuff but um yeah yeah i don't know
0: i'll I'll take it a step further so i i have only read morrison's bat run once and um i like it quite a bit it's not my favorite batman run of all time it's not my favorite morrison work of all time it's fine. It's good. Whatever. Oh man, um, get it's ready good. for that part of the podcast, no, guys. I, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm I, just kidding. I'm just I kidding. have no real issues. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't. I don't have this like crazy appreciation for it. Right? It's good, but I think even if you didn't read it, this is a boring character. The Zarinar stuff is not really interesting here, and if you did read it, then you're just gonna be bummed out because it's not as good as what Morrison did with it. But it's not even like. It's not even like this is a a different take on it. That you could debate the merits of the of the changes that were made. I don't think this is particularly interesting. And if it's not interesting to the folks who revere Morrison's run, and it's not interesting to the folks who don't really have an opinion on the other on Morrison's run, then who is this? Is this just for the Edge Lords who just think that this is like badass that there's this. That there is this like you know, ass kicking Batman that's gonna finally kill the Joker. Is that <laughs> the only thing it's good for? Is just pleasing those people?
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: I just don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's very frustrating to me when, like, I I have no problem. Part of the part of the the joy and the reality of. A shared universe is that different creators are going to take on different aspects of a character, and some of them are going to be great, and some of them are not going to work out so well, and that's okay. So I have no like ethical problem with Zdarsky using this character. I just think if you're going to use it, I just wish you would use it in a more interesting way. That's that's my big uh, that's my big gripe with this.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. It's not it's not using the like toy that morrison put in the box in, in a really interesting way and it's been a while since i read morrison's batman but it this doesn't even this feels not really like even true to like right yeah that the original incarnation it's like it, it feels like if someone like read about this part of Morrison's run on like a wiki. And it was like, yo, yes. oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do uh, that's That sounds awesome. I'm going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's just kind of what it feels like to me.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what I think too. I think, like I said, I, it being a psychological self-defense mechanism is, that's a really neat idea to me. Um, making it such an overt controlling thing to the point where like his allies keep yelling at him. It's that Zur talking, you know, it's just, ah, it just seems so stupid to me. It also and and not fun, stupid, like comics are, you know? Right.
0: Well, it also seems to me like this is something that I can't imagine Bruce telling his family about the fact that they know about it seems antithetical to what the thing is supposed to be. Yeah, that, I I don't even remember how they found out. I don't remember either, but it just seems stupid to me. And that's being pedantic. I I recognize that, but mm-hmm. it just seems like it's.
2: Well, if we can't be pedantic about this, what do we even have?
0: <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, anything else to say about the main story here?
1: Um, no. The
0: um.
2: I the joker the man who doesn't laugh anymore that that did come out this this week right
0: yeah, so i don't have to edit this episode too <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah so it's just funny I, the whole thing is just funny i haven't even read that issue but it's so funny that like they're still trying to make three jokies happen yes so so funny to me that's just I don't even I don't even know anymore who are comics for not me.
0: (sighs) Well, so we also we do have a backup in this issue, which is uh, the first part of a story called the Savage Garden of Gotham written by Chip Zdarsky, illustrated by Jorge Corona, who I love Corona's art. I forget the name of the image book that he was most recently doing. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. Um... But. Uh, or maybe maybe even wasn't his most recent one, but I think I think of him with a with an image book, and it's going to drive me crazy now. To uh, I'm going to look up quickly, but anyway, um, the the idea of this story is that he is uh, he being um, Vandal Savage has basically figured out that he only is immortal right now when living in Gotham because of the meteor bits that are there um you know and so it it makes him just feel more it, it sort of it sort of in, um enhances his uh his immortality and his powers and all that so i i i sort of like the idea of vandal savage being trapped in gotham i think that's an interesting idea for the for the book um and i think that corona's art here is really cool and over the top in places in a very fun way, and makes Vandal Savage seem every bit the sort of caveman king that he is. and I I I thought this was fun. That said, I think Vandal Savage typically is a pretty boring character because of the immortality. It just it makes it, it makes everything he does feel less uh impactful because you sort of feel like there's no way to to stop him. And I guess keeping him in Gotham keeps that part of the equation intact, but it does, you know, he he's him controlling Wayne Manor and all of that. I I do think this is an interesting idea. I don't have a ton of confidence that the story is going to end interestingly, but right now I'm sort of enjoying this. Zach, what did you think?
2: Um, I th- I think it's like a dumb but interesting like comic book status quo idea like it's very arbitrary that he's like has to be stuck in gotham now but it's also like it's it's fine i guess as far as like vandal savage things go um middle
0: west was his comic by the way middle west Mm. Um, that's not the one i was thinking of but okay okay
2: My my thing is that uh, you know how like uh, a few episodes ago, and talking about Gotham War stuff, I I said, well, they should make Jason the new Batman. Yes. Uh, Now I think Zdarsky should have just like really swung for the fences and made Vandal Savage Batman for a while, since he's like living in Wayne Manor and has the Batcave and everything. That's actually fun.
1: I've got it in my notes that maybe that's where this is going. That would be I mean it easily could.
2: Yeah, it absolutely could. And it would be insane. And I yeah, I I would be all in on that. And and like Bruce could still be Batman too, but like competing Batman, you know, that'd be extremely funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would rule. I, I think that would be like, let's get off the Zurin R stuff and let's pick this story up. Because I'm yeah. I'm interested in that. Uh, no, that's exactly I've got that in my notes and like. It reminds me of you know, um, like how Hugo Strange sometimes tries to impersonate Batman. Yeah, yeah. Like to have another character do that, and to have somebody who's um, got the physicality and the immortality and the and the and the the brutal nature of mm-hmm. Vandal Like that seems like a perfect fit to me. Yeah, I think I have that a one.
2: little like uh, superior Batman situation going oh, on. Oh, that's fun. You know? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, I hope that's where this is going. If, if that's not where this is going, I can't say I'm too invested in anything that's going on with Zdarsky's Batman anymore. Um, Did you have more you wanted to say about this, Zach? No. Okay. Because okay. I, I have one or two things about this backup. Um, Again, I'm kind of split on how I feel about it, but in a different way than than the main story. First of all, I love the art. It looks great. Uh, Vandal Savage looks like a a Gendi Tart- character, yes, like, uh, <laughs> yes. primal yeah, or something, good. you know, or Samurai Jack. Um, I, I like. I think that's and he, and kind of acts like it too, you know, or moves like it, and and I, I love that. So like visually, again, this was a treat. Um, I even like the story, but I hate the way it's told. And and let me elaborate on that. Um, I don't like when backups do this, this thing where I don't know how many pages it was. How many, how many pages was it like six or eight, something like that? It was
2: probably like eight. I
1: I do not like when a backup story exists just to say it's, I mean, that's a lot of words and panels and pages to say Vandal Savage is staying in Gotham. Right. Like, sure. We like, if this is going somewhere, we already knew Vandal was in Gotham because of the the meteor fragments. We didn't know that they were keeping him in Gotham. But that's really all this story tells us, right? Like, if I'm going to be reductive enough to say that, like, yes, the art was great. It was fun to see him beat up some crooks. Story wise, it's given us nothing. You know, it's really like at the end he puts on a suit and he's standing in Wayne Manor. Like he, before this uh backup started, he owned Wayne Manor, you know, like mm-hmm. n- this story basically takes us to the status quo that already existed, <laughs> you know? And I know they had to get Savage from like presumed dead or whatever to this point, but did they really like it? I don't know. I, I just don't like when backups do this thing, which is to tell you a status quo you already knew and pretty much nothing else. Um, and now the next issue is going to be part two or whatever. I'm sure it's going to get on with the story. But, you know, I I just feel like it's a there's a way to do this where you can use the page space that you have better than this. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was a treat to look at.
2: Yeah. I mean, what's more believable? He can't leave Gotham because he, 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 his immortality is tied to the Lazarus stuff under Gotham, or he just bought a new house and he, the interest rates are too high and he can't afford to, to sell and buy again in this economy. <laughs> you know, what's.
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Oh, man. Well, that does it for this week's comic (laughs) that we're talking about. Um, Vince, what comes out next week?
1: What did you you say,
0: Zach? I just said Light Week.
1: Oh, Light Week, yeah. Now, do you think Vandal has a reverse mortgage?
0: Because... <laughs> yeah, because it'll it'll pay him out for the for his entire life, and as he's immortal, yeah, excellent business decision for him,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, and the and the you know the the mortgage that's, lender doesn't know he's immortal, right? That's actually
0: how he's so wealthy. He has many properties <laughs> with reverse mortgages all over the all over the world, and this is how he's amassed his wealth. This is brilliant, Vince.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my new, you know, how there's the meme where it's like Bruce should uh, donate all of his money to whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like fight, yeah. fight crime a different way. My, my, my pitch for Vandal Savage Batman is he's got reverse mortgages everywhere. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why he's so he's a landlord. <laughs> yeah. That's um fun. okay, uh Next week, 11, 14, 23. Correct. Batman and Robin number three, Danger Street 11, Detective Comics 1077, Green Lantern 5, Outsiders number one, Speed Force number one, Superman Lost 8, The Vigil 6, Wesley Dodds the Sandman number two, Wildcats 12, World's Finest Teen Titans number
0: five. Well, thank you for listening, folks. Go to patreon.com slash Precast, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. The only thing I don't like about Monkey's art, and I've said this before, I think on the show, is that there are times when his characters are all nostrils. <laughs> just like he does these giant nostrils on his characters.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna scan this and I'll let you know if you need any nostril trigger warnings. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that.